Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heart Blend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths, sensitive souls, and those that resonate with my content. Hello, I'm so excited and happy to have you here today. And we are focusing on triggered, being triggered, what are triggers, how do we handle these triggers, and much more. And as I was doing research on just learning more about triggers so that I can be able to give the best information with what I know and best approach to handling these certain things, it was very eye-opening for me as well, just me being a human being, right? (laughs) Like it was really interesting. So I'm really excited to share it with you so that maybe we can focus on, you know, I understand that a lot of triggers are so deeply ingrained within us, but if we can learn how to manage those triggers a little bit better, handle those triggers, and be aware of those triggers, we can greatly affect the course of our lives in a dramatic way. And so that is what I want to bring to you today. That's what I want to provide for you this month or whatever you're listening to this is to give you that sense of relief, power, and control back over your life so that you are not so affected by what is happening around you on such a frequent basis. So let's dive in. What is a trigger? Okay, so I know that um, the word triggered, quote unquote, has become really popular now and people say, oh, you're triggering me. Oh, I'm being triggered or, oh, these are so many triggers. And so let's take a moment to really go back to basics and I will address the way in which we're relating to the word triggers, but I want to just kind of really give us the full picture on what triggers are, because I feel like when we know what triggers are, when we really understand them, we can gain control. Okay. So what is a trigger? Everything that we do is motivated by a trigger, rather it's negative or positive. That's what comes with being in a physical form on this planet. All beings are triggered. Rather, it is to feel hungry. Therefore, that's a trigger that they need to go eat something. Rather, they feel annoyed. So then they're triggered to go take care of that annoyance, whatever the case may be. If a lion sees a gazelle, it's triggered to go hunt it. So, A trigger is really just that cue in order for you to take action. That's all that it is. A trigger is a cue in order for you to take action. So when we understand that and when we say that, just by me saying that automatically puts me in the driver's seat. 
because I know that although, yes, I am a part of this physical form, I am a part of all these beings that are roaming the planet and we all operate this way because we have a brain and our brain is just designed to help us to navigate through life without being, you know, blobs. (laughs) I understand that. However, the powerful thing about being a human being is that we have that consciousness. We have that ability to gain awareness. We have the ability to change ourselves. We have the ability to conceptualize ourselves in a new or different way and we can do it with the power of our mind. So that is what is something that is so powerful that we have that bit of advantage over other species in the fact that a lion's going to do what a lion's going to do. A squirrel's going to do what a squirrel's going to do. A cat is going to do what a cat is going to do. A dog, a horse, a bird, they're all going to do what they are designed to do. But you as a human being has the power to become and be so much more. So that is what is so amazing and powerful about being who you are and being a creator and being able to take control and create the reality that you're living in and to be able to navigate with that is just literally amazing. So that is what a trigger is. Okay. So we have two different types of triggers. We have external triggers and we have internal triggers. So I want to go over both of those things. An external trigger is something we see, touch, taste, smell, whatever, something within our senses, in our physical world, in our external world, what is outside of us. We may be seeing something or hearing something that will then trigger for us to take action. Sometimes this can trigger an emotional response to react. Sometimes this can remind us to take an action in a certain way or whatever the case may be. But the thing is, is that once we get to a place of a trigger, we have to really build a habit around a trigger. Habits and triggers go hand in hand. So it's something that's been set before. And if you have an automatic response, meaning you do something without even thinking about it, you just react or you just have an impulse action towards something, whenever you're experiencing that external trigger, then it is actually relating back to that original state that you're in once you took the first action. So that's what is so fascinating is that we are honestly really operating out of our past selves, which when you think about it, the past doesn't exist. The past is gone. The past is over, but we have memory of it. And so all of those collective memories build up over time and they really help to form you into how you're presenting and being today. So I think that's what is so fascinating is that, wait a minute, we're actually operating out of (laughs) non-existence. When you really think of it, it's kind of crazy. So 
That is what an external trigger is. So see, smell, touch, taste, anything. It reminds you of something that you experienced once before. And it is the signal or message or cue to tell you to react, to do something, to take an action. You have the ability to choose how you want to act, how you want to react. So that is why it's so important to do that inner work, to gain self-awareness, to receive feedback from others, to let us know, hey, like, are you aware that you do this thing all the time? Do you know that you take that action without you even realizing it? Because Oftentimes, those actions or reactions are habitual because we do it so often that we don't have to think of it to do it, right? You don't have to think, oh, how do I put this food in my mouth when I go to grab it because I'm feeling hungry? Do I use a knife or a spoon or a fork or what is a fork? What is a fork? We don't have to go through that whole long thing anymore. We've learned that, right? We already know how to do that. So we can move a lot faster and quicker. When you're walking, you're not thinking, oh, do I put one foot in front of here and then one foot in front of, or do I put it to the, no, right? So we are very habitual in our actions and the things we do just because the brain has a very big job. The brain has the job to tell the body what to do. The brain has the job to keep you moving in the direction that you're going in and it could serve you or it could not serve you. The brain is just doing whatever you're feeding it, right? So it is really meant for you to just be able to live and thrive and go through your life, but we have to feed it the right information. That is the beautiful thing about being a human is that we can actually take power over our brain. We can teach our brain more things. We can change our brain. We can alter our brain. It's fascinating to me. Okay. So that's an external trigger. Internal triggers are when you have a thought, the thought then feeds an emotion, right? Sometimes we feel an emotion just as quickly as we feel the thought. So a lot of times we can't tell which one came first, but let's say you're feeling bored. So that triggers for you because you're feeling bored to go do something that will satisfy your boredom. Or maybe you're feeling fearful, which is a huge, huge place for a trigger to occur, right? Or maybe you're feeling sad. So then you go and do something that won't make you feel sad anymore. Whatever the emotion is that you're feeling will then trigger you to react or to take action. So You have external and internal. Either way, every action you do is cued by a trigger, okay? So we can actually make these triggers work for us in a lot of ways, and I'll go over that later on in this series. But I know that the main reason why you're here is because maybe you experience 
from an external source or maybe even from an internal source that you feel these negative emotions whenever something comes up, you react, right? Or you see someone or you're in a relationship and they say something or they do something and it causes you to react. And then you feel what? Triggered. And you're like, how do I overcome this? How do I deal with this? What can I do? Because it is dictating my life. I feel out of control. I feel like I can't manage my emotions when someone says something to me that I don't like. I feel like I have to react a certain way or whatever the case may be. I know that's why you're here and that's what we're focusing on. But just by realizing that the trigger is just the message to tell you what to do or to tell you how to react to something that is feeding you in some way gives you so much more awareness as opposed to thinking, oh, I'm being triggered and making the trigger bigger than you. Like, oh, this trigger is so unsurmountable. It's so big. It's just like, oh, I can't handle it. And I don't know what to do, right? Understanding that, hey, you have a choice. You have the capability to choose a different action. But if you're not aware of what your triggers are, if you're not aware of where it's stemming from, where that's coming from, where you learned to react that way, you will have a lot of difficulty with being able to manage it and get it under control. So that is the main focus for this series. And it's very interesting. So going into a little bit more detail on the internal triggers, because I really want to focus on that. And I think that that's something we can gain a lot of management over because I don't like to, in a sense, say control your emotions. I think we should be able to control our thoughts and care for the emotions. Emotions don't need to be controlled. Okay. Emotions are guides. They're feelings. They are really action within your body to give you that feedback of what is positive or negative surrounding your thoughts and your beliefs. So when you shift and change your thoughts, when you change the way you're thinking, when you change your belief system, the emotions shift. So if you're going about it trying to say, oh, I don't want to be angry anymore. I don't want to have this anger. I don't want to be sad anymore. I don't want to be agitated anymore with people. I don't want to do this, this, and that. You are always going to be in that vicious cycle. You're always going to be in a hamster wheel because you're fighting with your emotions, not realizing that your emotions are being dictated by your belief system and by the thoughts that you are playing in your mind by the associations you've built towards the things that you're responding to or reacting to. So we don't want to focus on, okay, how can I take care of my emotions, right? Like we give these emotions such a bad rep. Emotions are powerful because if we didn't have those emotions, we probably would just have low morale, 
We would just do things without even thinking about it. We would have no compassion. We would have just, we wouldn't even be humans, right? So emotions are beautiful and they are powerful. And I'm so passionate about helping us to care for them better, okay? So that's the first step is really gaining a little bit of control over the thoughts that dictate our internal triggers, When we are able to do that, we finally feel in control of ourselves. We finally feel like we're making progress, right? The beautiful thing about internal triggers is that you have several different options and it's just a matter of slowing down whenever you start to feel what you're feeling and say to yourself, what is the best option available to me at this point in time? So if you're feeling bored, you can either choose something destructive to cure your boredom, or you can say, you know what? Ugh, I know I've taught myself this. I know I've taught myself to go do X, Y, and Z just because I was bored, but I'm seeing that it's actually causing me more pain. It's actually causing a lot of negative feedback in my external world with other people or whatever the case may be. So it's just a matter of taking a moment to slow down and ask yourself, okay, what's the outcome here? Where is this leading me to when I take this next step? And eventually you can transition yourself into choosing better options for you in regards to reacting to those internal triggers. You won't choose self-destructive things because listen, the brain, the subconscious mind, it doesn't know really right from wrong. It doesn't know, oh, this is something that's really bad. It's something that's really, you know, not good. It's just what we've learned and it worked, right? Eureka. It worked. She said, or he said he was really bored. And we told them, hey, go hook it up with your porn addiction and you won't be bored anymore, right? So it can really just choose whatever you keep telling it. So you have to tell it something different, okay? So that is what is really powerful with that. Now, of course, we have several different emotions, whether it's being frustrated or feeling angry or feeling whatever. In the future, I will go through a whole series. Honestly, that series is going to last like two years. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking. I'm serious. It'll be two years of going through every single emotion that we face and how to handle them and understand them. Because we don't understand our emotions half the time. We don't know why we're doing what we're doing majority of time. If we knew why we were doing what we were doing, we probably wouldn't even really do it. So taking the time to say, okay, why am I feeling like this? What's really going on? Was there something that happened today that made me feel this way? You know, taking the time to go within, journal, get it out, have some 
conversation with yourself, talk it out with a friend if you need to, but I suggest to work through it with yourself because sometimes people can give you the wrong feedback that will lead you down the wrong path that's not really meant for you. So everything comes down to building that better relationship with yourself. When you build that relationship with yourself, you will be able to choose the better option at all times. We just have to learn new options. We have to try new things. We have to expand. We have to come out of our comfort zone. We have to take time to really think about what is going to serve us better. You see, even though the mind and the subconscious mind can't tell the difference between oh, this is good for you or this is bad for you. It just knows whatever it knows from what you fed it. Even though we have that, we have our emotions that tell you more information that say, yeah, I know you're bored and you did that, but we're not feeling so good afterwards. You know, your body's really intelligent. Your body will say, uh, excuse me, what are you doing? So it gives you the feeling of pain right? To let you know that wasn't a good option. We have our external world to tell us, nah, not a good path. We have that intuition, that higher knowledge to tell us, "Uh uh-uh, you know, this is not really what you want, right? Or, you know, this is not going to be the best route for you, whatever the case may be. So we have so much more that's there, to tell us, is this for us or is this not for us? Even though the brain's just kind of reacting and it's doing whatever you told it to do. So that's the powerful thing about that. So I want us to be able to gain some deeper understanding on that. And I'll do an exercise with you later in this series. As far as the external triggers, the external triggers occur oftentimes with trauma. It can occur just with habits, you know, um, can occur with anything, right? It's just whatever we are sensing in our environment. So a lot of times when we're wanting to be non-reactive to things, we have experienced associating a negative story with something in our external world. Okay. So we're telling ourselves a story about something and we don't realize it. We're not consciously thinking like, oh yes, this man wearing this red hat is a really bad person because they've done X, Y, and Z, whatever the case is. We have already created these stories in our minds with our inner dialogue. Every time we experience something, we're always telling ourselves stories. We learn through stories. So Whenever we're being triggered by an external feedback loop, a lot of times we take the approach of, okay, well then I just need to not react or I need to just ignore it or I need to just not look at it, right? That's really more of a band-aid that keeps us from moving forward because we're still feeling the trigger. So... We have to tell ourselves a new story. Remember, triggers are all related to the past, causing you to 
react. Re always means again. So whenever the word is starting with re as a prefix, that means again, meaning act again. Act the way you did when you learned about this one thing. So we have to start to teach ourselves a new story. We have to pull some new aspect of it. We have to open ourselves up. We have to open our minds. We have to bring down our walls. We have to move the ego to the side and say, okay, let me learn a little bit more so that I can be able to respond in a healthier way, not necessarily just ignoring it. Okay. So that is pretty much everything that I want to share with you as far as understanding what are triggers? What does it mean when someone says I'm being triggered? It's meaning that they're experiencing an old story, right? When we have those negative emotions that come up, in relation to an experience, it's a cue to tell us to react from an unhealed memory, an unhealed wound. That's where that's coming from. So we keep acting out in an old story. So you have to tell yourself, what story do you want to hear? What is the story that's going to serve you? And I think we struggle sometimes with moving forward because we're like, well, this happened to me. This is what happened. And it's just the truth. And this was the experience. And this is, this is, this is, this is. However, it's all through our perception, right? Not saying that it didn't happen. But what I'm saying is, even if that thing that happened to you, whatever it was, whether it's severe, mild, light, annoying, or irritating, How can we take a new perspective with looking at it? How can we look at it in a new way? How can we look at it in a way that doesn't damage our self-esteem or damage the way we feel about others or feel about ourselves? This is why there are so many people that act out and lash out in horrible, heinous ways and hateful ways and racist ways and all these things where they just go in this mode of attacking other people or um, if they've been hurt by you know a man or they've been hurt by a woman and they just immediately cast all of that gender under that story of what has happened to them it keeps you stuck and that's not necessarily the truth. It's just through your inner story. It's just through the reality of what you experienced, but it doesn't mean that's the truth for everyone. We all have different realities. We all have these different worlds in our minds. You are the one creating the world in your mind. You have the ability to do that. You have the ability to learn new things, to open up, to expand, to tell yourself a better story. You have the power to do that. You don't have to be stuck. So if you find yourself being highly triggered often on a regular basis, then it is an indicator that we have not moved forward. 
we have not progressed in some way. We're still telling ourselves the old story. We're not letting something go. And I understand how hard it is to say, oh, let it go, right? I don't, that doesn't resonate with me. What resonates with me is to say, stop telling yourself that story. Stop telling yourself the story. Stop repeating it. Stop thinking about it. Stop focusing on it. Focus on something else. That's what fits me. Letting it go doesn't work for me. Saying, just let it go, that doesn't work. Because that means that I have to like, emotionally or mentally in my mind, I can't just say I'm letting something go. I have to change the story. So that's what's more empowering for me. So whatever resonates with you, whatever is more empowering to you, whatever it is. And I get it because it's not just a mental reaction. It's not just an emotional reaction. Your body reacts as well because we are mind, body, soul. Everything is connected. So the body will also cause a reaction. You might have a shorter breath. You may feel a pain or a sensation, or an itch, or irritation. So I understand that it is very overwhelming when you feel those triggers because it is an entire experience. However, I want you to know that you are much bigger than that trigger, and we can gain control, okay? All right, awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have much, much more to cover, but I promise if you listen to every episode in this series, it will lead you to freedom. Okay, it will lead you to a life changing direction. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we're here Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Hard Blend Podcast.